welcome everyone to Dark Feather Gaming News. This is episode 14 of our gaming news podcast. I'm Thor, and today I am uh, here today with Fat Gamer Jeff and Sasquatch Senpai. So today we're going to open up with some of the free shit for you guys coming up this upcoming month, starting with the PS Plus September lineup. Yes, so this is actually a tweet uh, directly from the PlayStation account, and it has announced that it will be PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds and Street Fighter V. Uh, those were the only two games, I guess. They used to do like three or four, but now they've cut down to like two, I guess, because they're actually putting out major titles. I'm not not sure what the uh, change was, but I mean, you know, if you don't have it, pick it up. Why yes. not? Do, does it say which version of Street Fighter? It just says Street Fighter V. Okay, I'm so guessing it's just the original, you know, the base game it, or whatever. It's probably just core, and then they'll probably just they'll tr- probably try and upsell the um, mm-hmm, uh, ar- arcade edition, or what, whatever edition yeah, that they have yeah. out now. That's the complete edition, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that I've actually yeah. been thinking about upgrading to. So. Well, nice. Yeah, I. The last one I played was four, which I got on Steam ages ago. Mm-hmm. But I remember at the time I had a pretty weak graphics graphics card and never touched it again. Now we that have... I have actually a good one, I still haven't touched it. <laughs> well, now we can play some Street Fighter Five because you'll have yeah. it. So. Yep, I'll definitely get it. Is a there's a free version on PC for it. There's just a free version. You, it's just you get a few fighters to use, right? Um, I have no idea. I haven't touched it, but I do know it's crossplay. It is. Yes. Oh, that's nice. What about Amazon? What do they got going on for Amazon Prime free games in September? Okay, so, <clears throat> so they have uh, Yoku's Island Express. Uh, let me see real quick. Uh, it's a side-scrolling uh, platformer. No, don't really know much about it. I've never played it. Uh, um, let me see. Oh, I noticed they updated their URL when they, because we talked about last time they changed their branding to Prime Gaming and their URL now instead of um, Twitch before Prime. it was yeah it was Twitch.Amazon.com now it's Gaming.Amazon.com. Correct. Yeah. Uh, as I was telling uh, Dustin earlier, I I kept claiming you know free games. Wow! Games. Thanks for doxing <laughs> me, dude. I don't care. Every single time. <laughs> Not bad. Ah, I don't care. It's the new guy again, you know? Uh, anyway, so I just discovered how to actually get all these games because I kept claiming and claiming and never bothered to download, kind of like how, how I do with PlayStation free games. Apparently, you have to have, you know, either the Twitch app or the Amazon gaming app. So I finally downloaded it like a few minutes ago. I'm like, oh, there's all my games. I'll never play again in my life. So, yeah, I don't touch a lot of those ones a lot, but they do. The biggest uh, benefit that I get from the Prime Gaming is the in-game loot that it gives you. Right, right. That's the big ones for me, especially because there's stuff for RuneScape like almost every month. Mm Mm-hmm. And Apex Uh, and Call of Duty. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Yoku's Island is also it. Uh, it's also on the Switch and uh, it's on Microsoft and PS4 and Xbox One. If no, you know, for those who aren't interested in getting it on PC, 
they also have Manuel Samuel. Uh, this was kind of interesting. It's a, a 2D animated uh, side scroller, and apparently, the way you play the game, uh, obviously you control the protagonist. Uh, his name is Sam, and you're trying to get him through his day, but you have to control like his movements. Like you control his appendages with different buttons and whatnot. So you have to make him walk and and all that. It sounds really interesting. I kid you not. I might actually play that one. Maybe not, but we'll see. <laughs> and good old Octodad. Right. Uh, the other one is called Stealth Inc. 2, a game of clones. Uh, puzzle platformer game. Never heard of it. Pretty sure it's interesting. It's, and... It was originally called Stealth Bastard, but for... Oh, really? Uh, but for reasons of being released anywhere, it had to change mm -hmm. its name. <laughs> for censorship and offensiveness. Probably Australia's fault. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> and the last one they have is called Chicken Assassin Reloaded. Uh, that one's also on the Switch and PlayStation 4. Uh, developers called One Shark. And uh, yeah, that's really all I know about it. I tried to, you know, search a little bit of information about it, but uh, nothing really came up. So there you have it. Those are Amazon's uh, games for September. All right. So um, let's see. We have some updates. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Oh, my um, God. That trailer. So also, also, I was going to throw in here the other mm -hmm. game that was announced at DC Fandom as well with it, uh, Gotham Knights. Um, just kind of makes sense. But, uh, yeah, Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Um, you're you're playing as the Suicide Squad. You got, uh, is it, I think, Killer Croc, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and fuck, I can't remember the other one. Uh, it looked like, in the trailer, it looked like uh, Captain, Captain Boomerang. Boomerang. So it's a four-player co-op beat-em-up game. Um, uh, you have to kill the Justice League. Uh, so the trailer was phenomenal. DC killed it with it. Um, it looks like Doomsday took over the world, and you're trying to kill the Justice League to save the world. Um, weird thing is, this game is a direct follow-up to the Arkham series. So like Arkham Knight, Arkham Origins, those games where it was featured Batman, which made Rocksteady famous. Um, so... However, also coming out is Gotham Knights, which looks more along the line of the Arkham series, but in it, it's not part of the Arkham series. So I don't know what they're doing. It would make more sense for that, and this would just be its own thing, but whatever. But uh, yeah, so they have two new games they announced. Um, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Um, you're killing them for the good of the world. Um, it's based in Metropolis. You have different targets you go through. It's an open Metropolis, supposedly, um, at least to some extent. Um, and Gotham Knights, it's kind of the same thing. It's a, it's co-op. You play as Batgirl, Red Hood, um, uh, Robin, or Nighthawk. You play as one of those four. Um, just straight co-op, kind of the same beat em up while uh, Justice League, or Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League is more of just like a, a beat-em-up hack-and-slash type thing, more like a street brawler. I don't know what else to attribute it to. But this was also announced along with, uh, they have their next Suicide Squad movie coming out as well, so oh, okay. this was kind of announced along with that. 
Yeah, that, that trailer left me with my jaw wide open. I oh, actually yeah. thought Fantastic. I actually thought it was like a follow-up to Injustice, just because it says, you know, kill the Justice League. I thought, you know, it had something to do with it because um obviously, you know, when that came, uh, Superman went rogue. But then I also remember that at the end, I think it says the, the second one that they actually capture him and, you know, have him in a holding cell with whatever, red sunlight or whatever to keep him keep him at bay. Yeah, no, um, I'm hoping they announce Injustice 3 soon, mm-hmm. officially. But, uh, I mean, this is an interesting enough, I guess, decision to do, especially along with its complete canon with one of their more serious games. <laughs> their game right. series, so. Right, 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 right. Uh, but it's typical Suicide Squad stuff. They have a bomb implanted in their brain. Yeah. They have to follow orders. Mm-hmm. Deadshot's the only serious one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a giant walking shark mutant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think King Shark makes a better Aquaman than actual Aquaman because, you know, <laughs> he can walk around and eat people, whereas Aquaman, you know, what's he going to do? Make Make a shark jump out of the water what if you're in like i don't know tennessee or something the fuck you gotta do there uh do you guys remember remember street sharks yeah fucking loved street sharks yeah i love that shit now here's the problem with that if i watch that again i'm gonna be like how the fuck are you tearing through the streets? <laughs> don't, 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 don't try and dissect know, children's know, cartoons. Is it different than fucking Ninja Turtles, what dude? The fuck? <laughs> Look, man, it's it's all that fucking cinema since I've been watching. Okay, jeez, they've, uh, they've, they've woken up the inner. Let's yeah, try to you find gotta, the logic in You gotta shit. draw a line. Like there's there's know, shows that are like obviously supposed to be realistic and ones that aren't. I know. Even, <laughs> even like the, uh, I couldn't, I could barely plow through the last few seasons of all the uh, DC shows. Because I'm like looking at it, I'm like, you're all fucking stupid. Like, this guy can run the speed of sound, and he's bitching over there. Like, I'm not fast enough. Like, go cry to your mom then, dumbass. Like, seriously, <laughs> you can phase through walls, and you're telling me you couldn't catch that guy. No fucking way. So. Let's see. I'm so, <laughs> let's get into some of the PS5 updates because we have quite a few of them, and I think the first one we wanted to talk about was the like, the oldest update is the how they're they finally announced how they're going to do their well, innovative cooling system. The patent leaked, leaked, which is yeah. Hopefully, no, sorry, cool. yeah, they haven't announced. It has been leaked <laughs> how they're supposedly doing their in, huge innovative cooling system, which seems pretty neat to me. They found a piece of the T-1000 mm-hmm. liquid metal cooling. So, kind of liquid, kind of not. Um, when it's running, it liquefies. So, I don't know if this is probably due to an electrical current running through it, or a certain heat threshold, it'll liquefy when, like, the processor or any of the other components that need to be cooled in it, that are typically cooled, or reach a certain temperature, it'll, it'll liquefy to cool it off. Um, but, yeah, that's a new one to me <laughs> using metal. Yeah, that that definitely <laughs> took me by surprise. Because I know of I know of like a movementless cooling cooling systems. Um, my employer has one for the custom PCs we make for 
areas where um, there's a lot of sand or debris they can get in, so you don't want any openings. Mm -hmm. um, there's pieces of metal that you can attach to it that really, really conduct heat extremely well. And like you can burn your hand off a lukewarm cup of water if, if you're touching the metal that's pulling the heat from the water, and it cools it off like almost instantly. Um, obviously, that's not a solution for this. It is a consumer product. It'll be in a house. You don't want someone burning their hands severely with it. Mm -hmm. So it's completely enclosed in it. Um, it's in ultraviolet cured raisin, so it won't leak into the other parts of the console. Um, so probably don't drop the console, but you shouldn't be doing that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but it is definitely, um, definitely unique. Um, so ideally, you won't hear a, a fan at all. Um, <clears throat> and it's just kind of in contrast to how Microsoft stated that their console was built like that to be narrower so they have a, a better vertical airflow, Sony's just like, we'll just put liquefied metal in it to, to cool it. <laughs> we'll just make ours half Terminator and call it good. Right? <laughs> What's worse? Uh, we even brought in Robert Patrick. Or the Autobots, I don't know. <laughs> we even brought in Robert Patrick to help us with the design. <laughs> <laughs> He's in every console, personally. <laughs> a piece of him, anyway. So, let's see. I think we had something about a patent for the remote somewhere, too, that you posted, Sasquatch. Um, yes, 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 yes. I totally saw you post something about it. I think it's further down in our list. Way further down. This is oh, two yeah. weeks of stuff. Huh. And then we also have the rumored uh, launch date of November 13th. Um, yeah, this is from one of the... Oops, not cancel. Open. Um, this is one of the more prominent leakers who's generally, you know, accurate yeah. in all of their leaks. Nothing, any, nothing too wild. Um, trying to find it. There's a picture of Jaff. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't, I don't know where it is. Whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, probably not getting a PS5 in this, uh, uh, right away, so whatever. It's a controller. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there it yeah. is. Sony patent hints an impressive PS5 DualSense controller feature. Is it impressive, though? Um, I don't remember, obviously. Oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. That makes total sense. Um, oh yeah, okay, I remember so it now. Based, yeah, yeah. based on what I read on, so it's it's basically, uh, it is we'll be able to tell who's logging in based on who's picking it up, um, and just off the cuff, I'm assuming that has to do with some sort of voice activation because I know that the software behind their microphone um, is the same software they use in voice recognition. That's why it can identify your voice and it doesn't have all the background noise coming from your house and stuff. It just has your voice because it's using voice recognition software to narrow down your voice and only display those frequencies. So it makes sense to me that if it is using voice recognition software, it would be able to detect whose voice it is and log you into your account. Just like if you have the camera on, it'll detect whose picture it is and log them in that way. That's my assumption. I didn't read the article. I'm just making guesses based on what I know on their software. So, um, Yeah, it's still just a patent thing, and it's just a very broad patent. Um, it is a neat idea. Um, I mean, everyone's hands give off a, a slight different amount of electrical charge. You could read off of that. Oh, or, that's true, yeah. 
Um, so I don't know um, how how you grip the controller, how you gold. It, it could be something you set up with it. <clears throat> um, to me, it seems like something that might drain the battery. But if it's just when you turn, grab the controller the first time, it shouldn't really be an issue. I'm, um, yeah, but that, I'm guessing really it's... You're like passing a controller around the room and you're playing with a, a game with some friend and there's like, oh, I'm a and you hand it over to your buddy who's like an idiot who plays inverted or something and automatically switches form. Fuck you. No, <laughs> oh I don't God, think, do you play inverted? I don't think it'll be like, inver- okay, you know what, make fun all you want, but if you think about it, there's, all I'm doing is playing like I have a joystick, because I am used to using joysticks when I play a game, a lot of games where you look around, and so it's just more natural to me, but I don't think that's what they're going to do, though, with the, um... With that feature, I think it's just going to be an initial login. Like, if it's logged out and it's to that screen where it's like, choose your profile, then it'll detect who's holding the remote and log them into a profile. I don't think it'll automatically switch profiles if you pass the remote around. I think you pinched But yes, fuck you, I use inverted. Everyone get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lord. Like to the point where I'm incapable. I can't. I I'm as handicapped trying to play with it um, normally as someone normally would be inverted. It's I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense Rick to writes me. Writes his letters inverted. Thor writes his letters inverted. Now I'm doxing. Thanks, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> so that's a little bit on the PS5. Uh, a little bit of excitement. If some people got some emails, um, and I posted some pictures on my personal page that is shared on our gaming page. Our gaming and our news page, by the way, because I forgot to mention at the beginning, our one page we have merged them. It's just Dark Feather Gaming now. You can find news, memes, everything on our one central location. We, of course, still have our personal accounts, um, but all of the Dark Feather Gaming stuff can be found in one central location now. Um, But I posted on there the email that uh, came from Sony, and it's for those of you wondering, because it doesn't actually come from PlayStation. It comes from a weird address that almost – it looks a little fishy, um, but it's not. Um, Let me find that again real quick so I can let people know. I'm sure there's other people who are curious about it. Let me just dig into my trash. Um, So it's from uh, PlayStation at PlayStationEmail.com. That sounds a little fishy, but that is an official PlayStation email. They use it for some of their um, email campaigns. Um, uh, The best thing, advice for those types of things is links. If it seems fishy, just check the actual link and don't log into anything from a link. Like on this, even with these, what I do is I go to the actual PlayStation website, log in, and then when I clicked that register link, it brought me to the PlayStation website where I'm already logged in. So I know it's their legitimate website. It's not asking me to log in again. Um, Anyway, so this was an official email that went around asking people to register for an opportunity to be the first one to pre-order it. So it seems like they're putting a lot of emphasis around this, like, exclusivity over it. Um, And then once you go to that link, it tells you there will be a limited quantity of PS5 consoles available for pre-order. So we'll be inviting some of our existing customers to be the first to pre-order it. So some people got this email. Then you click through this link, and you sign up just by entering your um, PSN name, and that puts you in um, the drawing to be sent another email that will invite you to then pre-order it. So it seems like they're putting a lot of exclusivity over it. I'm, I'm not sure if it's, if it's really going to be that hard to get your hands on or if they're just trying to hype it up, but... Um, I mean, my head hurts now. Uh, it was like what doubled to 10 million units at launch. That's not a lot, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say at least. Um, 
base. But that's worldwide, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, what? U.S. is probably going to get four. <laughs> Japan Japan might get four. Shit, I don't know. Maybe Japan has their own stockpile, because this PlayStation's fucking huge over there. It's true. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it just seems... It seems like a, a poor thing to do is launch with such a limited quantity. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> not only that is, we do have... Um, from an industry insider pricing and launch dates for both consoles and uh maybe that 10 million will be enough if everyone's buying an xbox the week before i don't know because mm. uh we got the, the series s and well, series x launching on the 5th and 6th of november i don't okay. know why the original one would be the day before strictly <laughs> speaking on like marketing statistics though xbox really only does super <clears throat> well in america so it's only it going to affect the sales in that in that aspect of what comes to america because x as far as the console wars that's an american thing and if you look at a yeah. worldwide scale and statistics I, like xbox makes a fraction of the sale of playstation on a global scale Though they do very well here in America. So if we see a shortage, it's going to be an American shortage, not a world shortage, I think. Yeah, good point. Uh, or sorry, sorry, uh, the, the uh, opposite of what I just said. It'll, yeah, it'll be a shortage yeah. in everywhere but America. We might not have right. a shortage in America because there's the divide between PlayStation and Xbox. So, yeah, sorry, I totally mm -hmm. transposed there. Don't mind my dyslexia, everybody. I will, don't you, you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so time. I don't think we'll have to worry about it, but if we have any listeners over in uh, the Asian countries or in Europe, then you might have some problems. <laughs> what? They could just be Asian. <laughs> Asian countries. Asian, yeah, bro. Countries word. in the continent of gonna... Asia. Fuck you, Jesus. <laughs> I was going to throw in, that's racist. Jeez, it's a continent. <laughs> Chill out. So I'm including so, like okay, India okay. and like, geez, you guys are, you know what? And uh, Russia. Okay. Why are you including Russia? Russia is Eurasia. I was but is Eurasia? Okay, we're getting into a whole thing now. <laughs> so, do you Fuck. call Russians Russians or do you call them Asians as well? I call them. Uh, I call them Russians. Raisins. Raisins. Like raisins. <laughs> yes. Terrible. <laughs> No, but uh, news from Robert Serrano, an industry, uh, a gaming industry analyst, um, and a person who has plenty of connections. Uh, they they write news articles and whatnot. Um, he seems to have exact dates, not even frames, exact dates and prices set down for the consoles. Um, the Xbox Series S, their digital platform, will mm -hmm. be launched, supposedly launching on the fifth of November at three ninety nine. Um, U.S. dollars. Um, the Series X, the one with the actual drive, will be launching on the sixth, the day following, at four ninety nine. I don't get that. Why it's split? <laughs> and uh, I guess maybe to limit how many people are out and about buying stuff. I mean, that's kind of a, a conscious thing to do in our current environment. Um, while the PS Five will be launching the following week on the thirteenth, um, which might be a thing because that does line up perfectly well with uh call of duty the new call next call of duty's launch date yeah um so november 13th at 4.99 for the optical drive edition and the digital edition at 3.99 hmm. so the pricing difference? Is yeah i don't know man I, I guess it makes sense but i mean have you even seen like usb blu-ray drives for computers they're about 100 bucks oh i yeah i know i've got one on my list that oh, i've like almost bought five times yeah, hundred bucks 
seems fair for the difference. Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, it's just like, I think a faster I, install well, at this point anyways, because when you install the game from the disc, you still fucking install everything yeah. to the drive. And I mean, that's what I get though. But if you think about it, like, yeah, if I go onto Amazon, I can get a Blu-ray drive for about a hundred bucks. So I would assume that like, they wouldn't be tying on the retail of a drive on there and to their price cook. It would be, you know, well, they get the drives also, at a manufacturer's price and all that. So I figured it would be half drives. that. These are their proprietary drives, so it's like they're designed to be able to read discs alone from the manufacturers because oh, they do yeah. have encoding in their games. Otherwise, that's you'd true. Be able yeah, you can't put a PlayStation computer. game in your computer. Yeah, yeah that's you. you you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, I so, guess it makes sense, and I'm not complaining. I'm going to get it either way. I'm just I'm less mad about the price change and more mad that my theory was wrong. To be honest. Which one? That'd be like three fifty. That there'd be a fifty dollar price difference. No. Yeah, no, if you just think about how expensive Blu-ray drives still are, um, yeah, kind of makes sense. That's fair. Let's see. So, yeah, yeah uh, potentially that to look forward to. Also, on um, the actual official Xbox news update, console news update was delayed as well. Um, mm -hmm. That's a little further down in our, um, our little list here, but that kind of fits in here. So that's I think I moved it all up to – I put the Xbox stuff right under the PS5 updates. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And I believe you have a Pokemon update, but not your yep. usual type of Pokemon updates. No, so we're not actually talking about um, Pokemon Go this time. This is an update to the Pokemon trading card game. Um, so it's just a new expansion release, and they release new expansions a couple times a year. Um but they are releasing Darkness Ablaze, which is the new Sword and Shield expansion. Um, that will obviously be coming to the online version with, um, you know, very soon. Because usually it's, I think the last one was like two weeks after the physical release they followed with the, the digital release. So it'll be coming here pretty quickly. Um, I haven't looked too much into it yet, um, but I am going to start getting into the... Uh, trading card game online a little bit more and i'll give a few little bit more updates after the after it's uh released and i play with some of the cards in it a little bit yeah, i forgot you play that that card game <laughs> i like it I, I it's very good for just passing some time really quickly um it's very calming because um it's a card game which i enjoy but i i am by i'm forced to not be able to argue with people while i'm playing because it's designed for kids so there's no chat functions the only thing you could do is send one of like four emojis back and forth uh, um, that's how mpga is and i hate it i so... want to laugh at people when they <laughs> when they thought sees or try to hand disrupt my handful of lands after i played everything be like haha nice play and then i draw what i needed <laughs> it's it's there's nuances of like pushing each other's buttons like sometimes myself included you'll see people like right before they do a really dick move they'll send like five laugh emojis and then do something really fucked up so you can get some <laughs> kind of humorous things in that way but um, but it's i think it's a fun relaxing game to play and it gets some of that you know constantly unlocking shit opening boosters dopamine drip going on so yeah it doesn't Doing that in MTGA doesn't fix my desire to open actual packs of cards. I oh like, yeah, there's nothing like opening actual packs of cards, but I like smelling the cardboard. I'm mm. weird. Hmm. <laughs> 
So how about the uh, World of Warcraft test servers hit with zombie plague? So, yeah, this is kind of like a uh, throwback to the blood plague that happened when Wrath of the Lich King originally launched. It was uh, launched. It was a, a special in-game event that bugged out and people ruined the WoW servers and they had to roll back the WoW servers two weeks at the time. <clears throat> but this is kind of the same thing. It's preparing for the launch of Shadowlands, um, which tears open the fabric of reality between the living and dead realms. And you technically die and go there. Uh, but then you can not, then you undie and come back and forth and go back and forth. But that's, that's other stuff. Um, they kind of re-implemented some parts of the blood plague where every day during different time frames, um, the plague breaks out and it just kind of disrupts like all the cities, like all the vendors die. Only the strongest heroes of both factions, the Horde and Alliance are still surviving. And so it's just kind of like a, a really, really cool callback to a fuck up they made back in the past that they kind of fixed and adapted to the same situation that's currently happening in the game. So okay. um, if you have access to the PTR and you want to experience what the blood plague was like, fuck, uh, was that seven years ago? Eight, uh, six years ago. <clears throat> um, if you want to experience what that was like, uh, except only for like a three hour period rather than two weeks of not being able to play your MMO, it's a good time to go do that. All right. Let's see, uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, a free online co op mode, will be available this fall. Yeah, so <clears throat> um, this was kind of. This didn't. wasn't just kind of random this is just came out of left field um but developer sucker punch said that they are no microtransactions in it there's no plans to add them it's just a complete multiplayer expansion um as you're playing through the game you come across different bits of japanese lore about different heroes um in the game and you're playing as these heroes fighting off like oni and uh yokai and everything so it's a four-player co-op. Um, I don't know. Think Left for Dead, but you're samurai ninjas. Hmm. Um, it's completely free. Um, it's online. Uh, it's exclusively co-op. Um, it is online matchmaking groups of two to four players. Uh, four different classes overall: samurai, hunter, ronin, assassin, <clears throat> and they all have their own like skill trees and abilities to do. Um, they're all co-op story missions that you run through, and uh, Definitely more of the mystical stuff you heard about in the core game of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Tsushima. So, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, they're also getting a raid, a four-player raid. So probably something along the line of how Destiny does their raids, just four instead of six players. Hmm. So if you enjoy Ghost of Tsushima and you ever said, "Hey, I want to fight magical demons and yokai um, with three other friends hmm. as legendary heroes in the lore." Now's your chance. Nice. All right. Very nice. So, oh, um, it's, it's going to be free. It's going to be a completely free add-on for it for everyone to play. That's cool. So the next thing on here. Oh yeah. So Metro Dev acquired by THQ Nordic owner and is supposedly working on a new multiplayer IP. So uh, it's pretty vague what I saw in the article on this, but and and basically this is what you get. What I mentioned here. The hope here 
is that they're going to begin work on the Time Splitter series again because the Time Splitter series, uh, supposedly they the Time Splitter series was bought or was yeah acquired by THQ Nordic and they're supposedly going to revive it, um, and as well as that the uh, the fan project is still being allowed to be worked on as well so that's still going but they're apparently going to be adding an entirely new. Um, game for it officially from thq nordic and the hope is that that's what this uh is being worked on now <clears throat> so my fingers are crossed because that is to this day my favorite first person shooter of all time my favorite shooting game period of all time is time splitters favorite series at least so i would be thrilled if they revived the series and i think especially with like how people have taken to fortnite i think this style of shooting game could make a really good comeback because i think it would pull a lot of those fortnite fans because it has some of those similarities that probably pull them away from the real more realistic games like call of duty i say realistic as a relative term obviously right uh, that was that was the um that started like a as an arcade shooter, right? You had like a blue gun and a red gun, you know, between first and second player. I don't remember. I'm trying to... No, it, so it started, it was a PS1 game, and it was very kind of... Oh, okay. It started out very <clears throat> arena shooter, kind of like Quake. Um, but 2 and Future Perfect were much more... Um, they were shooters that had really integral and good storylines, closer to the lines of like the 007 games, like GoldenEye and things like that. Oh, okay. um, yeah, and big themes of it okay. were... And when what I liked when I say it was l away from those more realistic shooters, like you can you it's the type where you pick up guns and you can store as many as you want. So you can have one of every gun in the arena and you run around, pick up ammo for it. And there's big amp, there's giant icons that are floating for ammo and health. And you, you know, there's no shields. You just have a health bar and you run over the giant health packs and so on and so forth. So you, you know the type of game I'm getting at. And then it's yeah, yeah, another yeah. huge part right, of time yeah. splitters was that you could choose from like hundreds of different characters uh, so there's okay. all kinds of different characters, and it wasn't just like, um, you know, operators on Call of Duty or characters in Fortnite. I, I assume I haven't really played Fortnite, but mm -hmm. a really big part of it was they all had unique stats, and there were some that were just objectively better than others, and they all – there was like seven different stats, and every character had a different range of stats, so they were all – unique and they all had unique abilities and stats and there's a lot to it i thought it was a lot of fun it was one of my favorites it was yeah, also I, I, one of the first uh first person shooters that allowed you to build your own levels and arenas and it was so uh and mind you this is like ps2 era um, and they still had the uh builders to where you could build entire levels and then actually build story modes into them and write your own stories and do your own level design with it Oh wow, yeah, I remember. I remember that era, like uh, the first few Medal of Honors and Call of Duties, where yeah, you can have like seven different types of weapons on you. You wonder how the fuck is that guy carrying all this? Yeah, uh, and the game I was yeah. so I've... the game the game I was thinking of was Time Crisis. That's the one I remember was... Time Crisis too. Yeah. yeah, that's why I got confused. Okay. One of these days, I got a capture card now, so one of these days I need to plug my PS2 in and do some old school game streams. That'd be nice. Alright, so Epic seeks restraining order against Apple's <laughs> devastating response. <laughs> Just 
So yeah, this is just fucking going down the toilet. Epic is. uh, (laughs) I actually, I actually typed up a huge fucking rant and shit it on my page Um, uh, after some uh, a retort from Apple came back uh, with some email submittals. So I'll go over that as well. But uh, yeah, so Apple threatened to pull uh, support for the Epic um, Epic platform. So that would force a lot of developers into having no access, which Epic is literally dragging everyone into their little piss battle because they're a bunch of cunts. Um, <laughs> and that's two days from now, by the piss way. Battle. Yeah. So, so on August 28th. Yeah, um, Epic's filed for a uh, restraining order. Filed for a restraining order to keep all of the other people being dragged into this safe. And um, the the judge presiding over it said, "Sure, that's fine, but you're not scot free of this, Epic." <laughs> so they pretty much said uh, they pretty much saved everyone else who's just being dragged into the shitter with this entire thing. Um, maybe they'll start looking into other platforms, other. <laughs> other game services i don't know after seeing what epic does here but quickly quickly following this um apple had to submit a whole bunch of email correspondence between uh different epic ceos including sweeney um with uh, i'm not sure who in apple it was but they submitted these emails and essentially not essentially exactly what was happening was epic was asking for special permissions and deals on their transactions within the ios marketplace so this entire this entire phony crusade of theirs fighting for other developers is entirely and actuality a and a phony crusade for other developers because they wanted special treatment just themselves. Uh, they wanted to pay wow. a smaller cut. They wanted to have their own app store on iOS devices. Um, I'm assuming this stuff was also sent to to Google, whoever's in charge of the Android platform. Um, but they're just sitting back watching the shit show as you know, Epic <laughs> takes on the uh, huge majority uh, monopoly of the mobile market when in reality worldwide apple has 14 percent of the phone marketplace android is android at 30 36 percent worldwide because you also do have those other weird like indian and chinese phone companies and, and in the u.s it's 36 36 uh 60 something and then like two percent are other sources so uh they're just trying to pick a fight with the biggest with the richest person in the room hoping to win with apple and phones i think it just like i talked about the console wars and xbox and sony it's much a debate that happens in america more than anywhere i think i think the global market is way different um i mean globally i mean that's still a large portion of phones 14 percent for one specific platform is still a lot and if you look at it with like google um, I think Sam, Samsung is by far the largest Android manufacturer, but you still have the other category. Well, so I mean, relative impressive. to their to their share of users in the United States alone, though, if you compare it's, those uh, percents, it's still much smaller than Androids in the U.S. Oh, what is what's it in? An, well, yeah, no, I'm, oh, really? What is it? What is it in the U.S.? Do you know off the top of your head at all? Uh, it is actually in the article. I well, not really article. The rant I published up. We don't necessarily have articles 
Uh, <laughs> let me pull it up. I know I, I pulled up all these stats because I, I wanted to include them. This fall, I, I am. Was. This fall, I am working on a website for Dark Feather Gaming, and we will be able to publish actual articles on there. Hey, that's great, uh, dude! Yeah. Fantastic. Let me. Here's the thing. While you while you're looking that up, here's the thing. Like, I don't think they're really gonna win anything with Apple because everything done on Apple, unless your iPhone is jailbroken, you really can't do anything third party with Apple. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas with Google, if you're trying to bypass the store now, <clears throat> obviously I don't know all the details about it, but most most stuff on Android you can just build your own APK, and people can install it on the phone. All you have to do is you know enable whatever developer, uh, what's it called, uh, privileges or whatever, and then you can just install whatever the hell you want on your phone. So okay, know, so. Man. So here we got in the U.S. It is thirty-nine percent. Um, so that's leaving sixty-one percent of the rest of the U.S. population using Androids. Probably one percent using some janky other shit. Um, worldwide, um, Apple is twenty-four percent. Sam Blackberry's defunct. They're not even a company anymore. Blackberry, yeah. What? I, I, I'm just throwing. I know that's, <laughs> that was the whole point, just to throw a wrench in there. Um, <laughs> Samsung worldwide, Apple's twenty four. Samsung alone is thirty percent, and that's not including oh. all other Androids like LG or anything. Oh, wow. um, Huawei, uh, China's big one, is ten percent because if you live in China, you have to have a Huawei phone. <laughs> oh Jesus! So I don't, hmm. I don't, I don't know why they, Google or uh, not Google. Apple is by far worth the most money out of all of these, um, mostly because you know they're. Their products are fine; they work, but they're also charged a little bit more for because what they can do. It's what happens when you buy a brand name anything. They also have now oh. publicly admitted that they outdate. They design their software to, and hardware to be outdated after about two years in order to encourage people to keep rebuying. Um, I mean, that's every tech company, though. I don't yeah, know. But, I, don't, I mean, two years I mean, is a short cycle. Not really. I mean, there is only so much stuff if you want to update the software that the older hardware will be able to perform on. Especially if you're talking like the mobile market. You're going to need to eat up more battery. Uh, you're going to need faster chips, mm. more hard drive. More, I guess app, iPhones use flash flash disk. But yeah, so um, Epic wants their cake and they want Apple's cake and Google's cake and they don't want to share and they want to have their own competing app stores on the platforms <laughs> as well. So yeah. they also wanted special backdoor privileges to update their own stuff without the consent of Apple. So <laughs> Apple curates all of their stuff. Yeah, Apple like really curates their app store like yeah. hardcore, and yeah. it's a great app store. Um, the Google Play Store is fine, but you do get like janky shit that's thrown through there. And oh, Android, I'm... Android can easily get viruses. Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'm going to tell you right now, as a developer, that yes, it's much more difficult to develop something for the Apple Store, but it, it they're they're what makes it more difficult is their certificates and their security checks are just brutal. So. It's yeah. It's where they they are objectively a much better app store and a much more secure app store. I can say that. Yeah. So no um, it's preposterous. 
it's really, really preposterous. All the stuff trying to rally other people behind them. It's just, it's bullshit. It's completely hypocritical too, considering they do the same shit with their platform they have on PC. They have exclusivities. They decide what people want to do. They say, if you're going to release something here first, we want exclusive on it. We want this much of a cut. It's, eh, I don't know why this would be surprising to anyone, but it irks me like no other. Because everything that I figured would be happening is happening and coming to light. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, there's plenty I think is wrong with both Apple and Google, but it's their platforms, it's their decision. You agreed to the terms of service entirely. You signed your name on there. And then when they said, no, you can't do this, that's not fair to the other developers who also signed this, you went ahead and tried to implement it yourself anyways and got immediately caught. Um, I don't know if Epic thought they actually had a had a case because they had their lawsuit prepared so far in advance that four hours after being pulled from both stores, they filed a lawsuit against both Apple and Google, which that's <laughs> not fast enough to write a 60 page lawsuit, an antitrust yeah. lawsuit. So well, um, when you, you said all that stuff about the agreements and all that, you reminded me of uh, the South Park episode, uh, Sentai pad or whatever. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you actually read the EULA? No, no one does. And it was like Butters who did or something, right? <laughs> All right. So, um, Terra Publisher and Mass Entertainment announces closure. So, yeah, they've they've made more games um, than just Terra. Terra's, I think, they're more recent and. Uh, popular one. Um, it is kind of like an action MMO. Um, I think they were they weren't bought by like they were being paid by Ubisoft to make games and stuff, and they've been a publisher for over a decade now. Um, yeah, so that means Terra's gonna be closing down if everyone plays it still it was really popular it was on every single every single platform it was on yeah, xbox was PC. um definitely definitely kind of like in a japanese style um over the top i guess lack of body armor on your female male characters if you so chose um no surprise there um yeah so it's, it's kind of a shame Terra was fun when it launched it just kind of didn't age well and I guess uh, another game they published was called Closers, which was just straight up an anime, like street brawler game you could play on PC, which I played a bit of it and it was fun, um, but not too long. Um, I think that game kind of just signaled their downfall because it was like it was heavily, heavily influenced by microtransactions as they're trying to stop hemorrhaging money here or there. But yeah, so uh, they are closing down. Um, Terra is. I don't know if anyone's gonna pick it up someone might pick it up and try to like throw it back out there arena but it was... might try and absorb them because they're very mm-hmm. much similar maybe um but it was definitely one of the first mmos of its kind where it was no tab targeting just straight up action combat like you would find in a hack and slash action rpg in an mmo environment nevertheless well, so 
Is area is area games still around? They do a lot of that kind of stuff too. Area games? Yeah, I I'm trying area to... games is still around. They made like they made a bunch of uh, knockoff MMOs that were free to play but used microtransactions. Like they had one that was like a knockoff of WoW. Yeah, yeah, okay. They had one that was a knockoff of Guild Wars. There was what was it like one of them was called Last Chaos, I think. Um, the other one was uh, oh, what was it called? I don't remember. No, See, if it was Order and Chaos, that was a uh, game loft. They're the ones who do a shit ton of uh, no. knockoffs on uh, mobile platforms. It was. Uh... Yeah, no, no, I don't see the one you're talking about. They have a few out there. They're all like, <laughs> they are literally branded as anime MMORPG. Yeah, Area <laughs> Games is still right. It's it's it's. I might even be pronouncing it wrong. It's it's A E R I A Games. Shia, that's what it was. Shia was the WoW knockoff, I think. They make, yeah, they have a ton of games, and they're all based around, they're all free-to-play type games that are based around microtransactions, and they actually do quite well. Um, I almost worked for these guys for a little while. Um, and yeah, yeah, they're still kicking. Um, and they're, it wouldn't be the first time they've taken a game that makes stuff similar to theirs and just absorb it. So they could absorb the company or at least just Terra. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I would think it'd be best if anyone purchases the the rights to Terra. If they just keep it going as it is and then essentially just relaunch it branded as a new form of Terra. Because it, it hasn't aged extremely well because it was their first game. Mm -hmm. All right, so the next thing on our list, Deathloop is delayed until 2021. Aw. Oh, man. Jeff, you, uh, <laughs> your guys' post, what is that Googling? Jesus. Or, <laughs> yeah, so, That was uh, just my Death... Googled search results. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, um, Deathloop has been delayed to next year. Um, it is the Sony exclusive from Arcane Studios, um, the makers of uh, fuck. I can always Title. only ever recall their older game, uh, <laughs> Might and Magic Dark Messiah. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why can I never remember? I loved it. Um, whatever. Uh, they make first-person action action games. Um, you were playing. You were playing the assassin, dude. You can go through killing everyone, or go through not killing everyone. <sighs> Whatever. This this happens every single time I mention Arcane Studios, and it bugs me every single time. Dishonored, not dishonored. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's been delayed to uh, quarter two, twenty twenty-one. So you're looking about. Uh, late spring early summer um it was directly from their studio they they sent out a a tweet telling to all their people to the, their community the people looking forward to death loop that it's been delayed um this is in accordance with you know having to split up your workforce work from home you don't have some of the collaborative uh efforts you would quite like um thanks to the pandemic and having to to distance so it's just rather than release something that they're not happy with, which in turn, you know, your fan base are not be happy with. They've just delayed to quarter two of next year. Yeah. All right. Um, so 
uh, nearly half of all gamers play on PC. Show, inverted I, people. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> That's actually a much smaller number than I would have thought. I thought it would have been higher than that. A like, lot of I, this stuff has to come with, like, uh, I don't know, what you consider a game, too. Um, oh, yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess whether or not we're taking mobile into account kind of plays into the statistics, doesn't it? That and there's exclusives everywhere, you know. So somebody's got. Well, but then at the same of, time, yeah. do you consider? Would you consider a PC game just like if you're on, you know, ArcadeGames.com playing a Flash game? Is that playing on PC at this, you know, in that same? Could be on that yeah, same yeah. coin. Why not? So. Yeah, not work on a mobile device, so yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, saying if, if, if the statistics are including mobile games, then, like, I would assume they were, are including Flash games. Probably. I mean, is there an actual, like, breakdown of all this shit? No, I don't know. Because that would help. It was Sasquatch's link, or article. <laughs> it was. So it's not it's not giving any specific types of games they're actually looking for. Um, they're just talking about people who, uh, the 48% showing PC as their primary gaming platform. So mm. it's not just if you play a game on a PC or considered a PC gamer. Gotcha. It's if you consider it your primary platform, like probably me or I think you play primarily. You would play primarily on PC as well, Jeff, right? Correct. Even though you, so, yeah. you even have PS Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, so. I, you know, I go both ways. I mean, I put, <laughs> yeah, I right the first time. He bats for all three teams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an Xbox. Though. Well, I have no. recently. It's just collecting. He bats for yeah. all teams a, and the old retired team i have a 360 that I, I used to call my gears of war machine because that's the only reason i bought it i don't even need it anymore because i got xbox game pass i'm pretty sure it's expiring soon but i really don't mind paying five bucks a month for it that's really freaking worth do you get it. stuff on pc though too that's what i'm saying yeah um, yeah you know, i've considered getting that just for the pc shit so i doxed you again oh man Since, uh, <laughs> Since Sasquatch didn't, you know, actually put up the statistics, I think he just threw this article in there to mm -hmm. uh, slap it on your face that you played uh, PS4 inverted or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> Sasquatch. I was just throwing it out there. It was like, yeah, those dastardly degenerate <laughs> inverted players, and I, I caught Thor. I caught Thor the trap meant for nobody. <laughs> Um, Sasquatch, before I forget though, because that reminded me, humble, you have Humble Bumble, Humble Bumble, Humble, humble Bundle, right? Yes, I humble do. Humble Bumble Max. Okay, um, so you should try out, they, uh, some of the Digimon games are on Humble Bundle, I saw, uh, and I think you would, if you gave them a shot, you'd actually be into them, and since they're free, I wanted to kind of put a bug in your ear. I've, uh, played a few of them, and a couple different ones and they were all so different from one another i'm like eh. that's the ones that are on there right now are the digimon story games which i haven't actually tried yet they're a new they have kind of different uh sections of them kind of like what pokemon does how you know they have the trading card game and then they've got um pokemon go and they've got the game boy games and all that they have different they're all generally either pc or console but they're kind of different entire mechanics and themes that they go with um the digimon yeah. world games are one of my favorites they're kind of like a town slash pet simulator with a lot of like dungeon crawling aspects but the uh the ones that are free right now are the digimon story ones which are apparently supposed to be 
very much <clears throat> more like an RPG. And instead of having a partner Digimon, you have three of them, and you can um, form parties of them. And it's it's much more RPG like. Uh, I haven't actually I own the games, but I haven't tried them yet. They're on my backlog, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been sucked into a game I will talk about mm. uh, later in the podcast the for the next couple New World. weeks. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, I only have a couple weeks to play it, and I'm diving into it to see if it's like something I should cancel my pre-order on. I feel kind of bad doing that, but it's something I might end up doing. I don't know. <laughs> so, looks like the next hey, thing is uh, Super Giant Super Giants Hades is coming to Switch. Yeah, so Hades is um, it started off as an Epic Store exclusive back when it was in uh, early release. Um, it's gone to uh, Steam now, and now it's going to switch. Um, it is a little action RPG, um, procedurally generated environments, uh, like a, a little gods-themed uh, Diablo-style hack-and-slash game, and it was pretty neat when I played it. Um, I just uh, haven't played it since it left Early Access and fully released, just because, I don't know, when I do Early Access stuff, I play it a ton and get burnt out, because I have FOMO on it, so... Um, I'll eventually have to go back and try it again. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. So if you're, um, honestly, it I think from as long as it's you know any sort of semblance of what it was in in uh, early access, it's like the perfect game for Switch. So uh, a, a small a game you can pick up and play for like 10, 15 minutes or three, four hours, however long you want, especially on that sort of mobile system that the Switch is. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so Steam, wait, what? Steam bans publishers and devs discussing games on other platforms. More bans. So platforms. They're what they're doing is they're cracking down. And um, so Steam allows publishers and developers to have their like own game space where they post updates and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what they're doing is they're asking publishers and developers to stop talking about the releases on other platforms for that particular game. So, like, any feature specifically for a different platform, they're cracking Oh, down. okay. Okay, that makes sense. I think that's reasonable, actually. Absolutely reasonable. Um, it, it wouldn't <laughs> really... That's I mean, my other argument. It's their platform. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. Like, if you're... If you have your game on Steam, and let's say you also have it on Epic, why would you mention epic on the steam platform you know? i mean i don't know if that's exactly what they're doing but that kind of doesn't make sense like you know i don't know am i wrong is, is it i think is it's mostly on? if i had to guess it's mostly to prevent them to prevent devs and publishers from being like, okay, well, we're having a sale on the PlayStation Store right now, but it's this much on Steam, and then going on the Steam forums to be like, hey, don't buy our game on Steam right now. Go buy it 50% off on PSN. Oh, no. and, that's, yeah, and that's and that would bullshit. Be, yeah, absolutely. That'd be fucked yeah. up. Like, they, yeah. I, I get that, so. No, I totally agree on that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're the dev, like, why the fuck would you do that like, i don't know you're gonna shoot I, yourself they, in the, foot. the headline says devs but that uh, that sounds like mm -hmm. something publishers would do if you ask me yeah i i, I, I would think so because I mean, and because they're money just... whoremonger okay I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna roll it back roll it back thor roll it back yeah all right so yeah it just kind of fits in with what we talked about earlier it makes sense steam is curating their platform they already offer really um, good sales 
not, I'm not even talking about sales. They already offer developers and stuff a lot of access. Like outside of a very few things, they don't censor anything uh, unless like exploiting children mm-hmm. or it's just like the obvious that stuff. Crazy, the obvious stuff you would. Yeah. So I mean, they already or give they already give uh, upskirts. Uh, those are nope. That was on PlayStation. Um, uh, okay, thanks for <laughs> uh, they already. I mean, we were talking about Orc Massage Parlor, and that's on theme. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> yeah, dude, come the fuck on. Dick episode all over again. <laughs> but, uh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, so, I mean, this just kind of makes sense. They already provide you a ton of freedom for, I guess, your vision, if your vision is Orc Dick, but... <laughs> or whatever you might want. So it just kind of makes sense. They want to keep the stuff pertaining to their platform on their platform and stuff pertaining to other platforms mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Have you have you guys played general jousting? <laughs> yes. What? Wait, the video game or... <laughs> or no, the video game, sir. <laughs> <The> video. <laughs> yes. It's like two bucks, you should get it. Uh, I think it's hilarious. What the... It's a great par- It is a great party game. Good <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh man alright so more Xbox Game Pass titles confirmed including Resident Evil 7 oh, I guess we should have put this up there with the other stuff but that's alright it's alright uh, All right. so yeah it's actually a pretty big list uh, first one on the list is Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator which is already available oh wow uh, yeah that's. Uh, I was really surprised uh, the other one's called uh, Spirit Fairer. Uh, I've never heard of that one, but briefly it says, uh, "Say goodbye in this cozy management game about dying." Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh... dark. That's really fucking dark. Oh, it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, it's just another life simulator. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Battletoads, which which will be released on uh, August twentieth. Uh, let me see, Crossing Souls. No clue what that is, but uh, it says here it's there. Really it's there, yeah. Uh, Darksiders Genesis. Uh, <clears throat> Don't Starve Giant Edition. New Super Lucky's Tale. Never heard of that one either. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, Tell Me Why, Chapter One. Please don't start singing uh, Backstreet Boys. Uh, Double Kick All Heroes. Right. Uh, wrong one, but I'll let it slide. That's the only Backstreet Boys song he knows. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, see, back in high Which school, is probably I not. That's, I mean, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Okay, let's just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> wait. Wasteland 3, Crusader Kings 3, and then, of course, Biohazard 7. God, I Crusader am really so surprised that Biohazard is on this list, but it will give me a chance to play it. You were going to say about Crusader, sir? Crusader Kings is so good. Not many yeah. games allow you to sell your daughter to the Pope and then to marry him, <laughs> <laughs> have an <laughs> child with him, then murder the Pope and take over the Vatican. <laughs> If that is in your interest, Crusader Kings is for you. Yes. <laughs> That's the peak interest of the game, selling your daughter. 
Well, it, it, you're, it's some medieval fan. It's a medieval simulator. Oh, obviously, you, you would do is you'd you'd essentially trade off your daughter for power. It's like, well, I'll give you my daughter. That just means I have some stake in your lands. But you can That's do it with the first fucking thing you That's my selling point to everyone on the game. Have you ever wanted to sell your daughter to the Pope, marry him, then kill him and take over the Vatican? Oh Crusader Kings is for you. Wow. Isn't yeah. that a pitch? They should pay me. <laughs> you hear that paradox? Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so oh, Halo Infinite development is reportedly hindered by outsourcing. Dun dun dun. Um, Kind of. There's also other issues with Halo Infinite going on right now. Um, mm. So it was reported that they're even thinking of dropping the Xbox One version. So... Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Is that not here? Get I swear. Fucked. That is a... That is was, a I, just... I might have just cooked no. it into that same... I must, might have just assumed it'd get cooked into that same headline. Oh no no yeah. that, it's it's like two down it's like two down in the list I'll just move it up, but keep going keep going. Yeah, so they're having issues with outsourcing different parts, um, particularly for the other version because they're trying to work on the high fidelity version. They're trying to work on the Series X and Series X version of the game. Uh, I guess from now on I'm just gonna call it the Xbox Series because I don't want to say two different versions because this is getting really fucking dumb at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> same goes for the PlayStation Five stupid optical and digital versions. But uh, yeah, so they're having issues getting it to a standard of quality that they want on the Xbox One, and they are thinking about dropping support for the console entirely. Hmm. Um, so if you were hoping to play it on your Xbox One and hope out and and wait on purchasing a series, you might be in trouble. Um, though it does kind of align with a console pusher. This is a game you probably would want to play on the new console. Well, and especially since they delayed it and it's not coming out till next year, and the next gen's going to be much more relevant than anyways, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's just... Their launch lineup is just, like, hemorrhaging at this point, because Halo is yeah. their big seller. It's been their big thing since they... Um, purchased Bungie out from under Apple back in fuck 2002 2001 yeah that's whenever they <laughs> it's what a lot of people are looking forward to um unless you're on PC you just fucking play it. you get it for free <laughs> but yeah it's just kind of bizarre that they something they were touting was yeah you're going to be able to play this on your current and your next gen console and now they're just talking about dropping support for hmm. There will at that time not be quite a legacy legacy hardware, but getting near there at that point because they're going to be working and updating everything for their series rather than their one. Mm -hmm. All right, so Sega reportedly intending to aggressively promote PC ports. Yeah, so the the. Games that they have curated to PC ports have done very, very, very well. Um, this goes back to this goes back a few years when they finally ported Vanquish over from consoles. Um, that's a game I highly recommend everyone play if you haven't. It's just a really over the top third person sci fi shooter. Um, 
but recently Valkyria Chronicles they ported done fantastic um most recently however would be Persona 3 Golden or Persona 4 Golden sorry um and that kind of led to the Persona 3 Ultimate Edition that they're working on which is like a complete remaster of the game uh modern visuals and everything um they are a very popular eastern style game it's a JRPG so I got a lot of character development stuff. It's pretty much an anime. They have like weird spin-offs that are like rhythm game spin-offs that mm-hmm. are still super popular. Um, and because of the popularity of what they're doing with their curated releases, they're looking on releasing a whole ton of more of their catalog. So we're talking like uh, special versions of like the Yakuza game. So that'd be like Fist of the North Star, uh, The Lost Oasis, which is just a Yakuza game, but with an, uh, an, an anime skin makeover pretty much. Um, that's kind of my hope is getting that game because I never played it. I think it was on the PS4, but I didn't have one at the time. Um, as well as maybe bringing Persona 5 to PC sooner, bringing uh, all the Shin Megami Tensei's up to date on the PC as well, which Persona is just a, a spinoff of that Apocalypse series somehow. <clears throat> so yeah, they're looking to just aggressively start porting to PC, and it's I think it's something a lot of companies are starting to realize is they're going to buy our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot cheaper if you develop it in tandem with your consoles rather than having to go back at a later time and set aside devs for that rather than doing it in tandem at the same time. That's very true. <clears throat> All right. So it is with great dismay and a heavy heart that I inform everybody that Disney has reportedly. Disney reportedly has a live-action Digimon movie in development. So, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, Disney now owns Digimon. Well, not now. They have for a while now. Um, But Disney owns Digimon now, which is why it's so widely available on Hulu. Um, And, yeah, apparently they're looking to – or they're they're currently uh, developing a live-action Digimon movie. I'm – I'm a very big Digimon fan, but not a very big Disney fan, um, especially when it comes to them doing shit like this. I don't know. Someone I, – when I post the article, someone brought up that, like, the Detective Pikachu movie was pretty good, but that's an entirely different studio. That's, that's an entirely different uh, thing compared to Disney because um, Detective Pikachu was uh, – what was it? It was um, – uh fuck 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 somebody legendary pictures right uh warner brothers yes uh, so they're they're legendary pictures is well known for their terrible video game adaptations though <laughs> but and i'm just saying though they did well detective pikachu was good but that was warner brothers that's not disney just you know it's it's just i do not see i don't know maybe i'll be wrong i i'm gonna watch it uh just to see and hope i'm wrong but i don't have strong faith in disney working with a live action digimon movie well i mean they've definitely made a shit ton of money off of kind of reviving the marvel movies um star wars is up in the other writing and star wars has been just awful outside of uh outside of rogue one and uh the han solo movie um but I mean, they're still raking in money with the movies just because of the name alone. Uh, I don't know if that would be possible with Digimon definitely being much more niche compared to those two well, series. But I just I know <clears throat> Disney, and I worry about what 
kind of changes they would make in order to make it a live action adaptation because the nature of Digimon is things are so unordinary that taking those things out of a cartoon environment and putting them in a live action, I can starting off I can almost guarantee that at least eighty percent of the movie is gonna be in the real world, right? If they even go to the digital world, it might be for twenty minutes. Um and I think that's what they're they're gonna end up doing to make it quote unquote work and that will make for just a just a, an objectively bad Digimon movie if you're basing it on the Digimon environment. Like it's every time they've tried to like make a season or a part of a, or an arc or anything based around real world stuff, it's it's just not the same. It's not that's not what Digimon is. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I will keep posted on the gaming page with updates on it, and I'll keep my eye on it. Um, but I remain very skeptical. So, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator expected to generate 2.6 billion in PC hardware. Yeah, that's a bonkers ass fucking number wow, right there. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, um, they're already experiencing—they're already experiencing shortages everywhere for joysticks and every other thing that you might want to go with it. Um, it is definitely like a hobbyist area. Uh, they are not cheap, so I don't know. I, not not really bumping up the price for four hundred dollars for your setup is really gonna take away from the fact that that's two point six billion dollars they're expected to generate with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Over like I don't know, maybe playing with a controller, you can still play with whatever. But two point six billion dollars is what they're expected to generate. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's not going to Microsoft. That's going to the to manufacturers. The, yeah, the hardware, hardware manufacturers. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> not many people use this sort of stuff outside of maybe a couple i don't know like uh hardcore um enthusiasts playing like uh elite dangerous where they have their setup and whatnot or Mm -hmm. i don't know special special types of war games like maybe war thunder i don't know how arcade that one is or not but yeah so it's kind of that's a ridiculously high number and that is of course over three years but that's probably a huge boon to these hardware manufacturers. It's not mm-hmm. something they'd normally see, yeah. especially considering simulator games like this are not made that often. Yeah. Or this well, apparently. Mm. Or this well, no. Um, <clears throat> supposedly, the hardware to uh, to to stream everything you need, because you install part of the game, and then it streams like real weather and stuff and other aspects of the game world. The hardware to make it look as good as it does does not exist consumer-wise yet. Mm. So, (laughs) I don't know exactly what that means, but yeah. So, speaking of hardware, um, Corsair is planning on trading on the NASDAQ. Yeah, so they're becoming a uh, publicly traded company now. I'd I'd, I'd buy stock in, in Corsair if I bought stock. I mean, I have Corsair RAM, headset, mouse. I think even my fan is Corsair. <laughs> so, I mean, I might as well buy some stock. Yeah. Uh, um, it's going to enter at a, a relatively low price. So um, they are booming as a company, especially right now in the current environment where everybody needs headsets and mice and stuff for their home office, and uh, <clears throat> which has, in fact, also probably helped increase the amount of PC gamers like we talked earlier about 
but it's going to be a hobby that people continue to do more than likely. So it's going to be something, there's going to be gears, uh, peripherals that people need to replace here now and, or just buy into new stuff, better stuff. So of all the companies, it's going to be generally a startup in that kind of area, but not really a startup. So the stock should be at a lower price for you to be able to purchase initially. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. It's worth thinking about. So, um, the thing that I know you've been dying to talk about, Sasquatch, which is Amazon's MMO New World. Yeah, so... Which you've been streaming on your personal channel on Twitch a lot. Feel free to plug here. Uh, yeah, on Twitch, at Sasquatch Senpai. Um, very, very hard to figure that one out. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to go check if I'm signed up to you. Wow! Dude, I'm Damn, sorry. Bro. I haven't used. Switch I don't even know if I'm following Switch. you. Jeff. I haven't. I haven't used Twitch in ages. I don't even use it for myself. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, it's in a it's in a premiere release right now. Um, it's exiting alpha. Um, they did also announce that they pushed back the open beta for everyone. Um, currently, right now, anyone who has signed up for the beta at any phase will eventually get an email with access to it and. <clears throat> what they're calling waves. Um, if you have pre-ordered it all, though, you get immediate access, which I pre-ordered it way earlier in this year after learning some more stuff about it. But it is a open-world MMO. Um, the servers are smaller than your typical MMO. You're probably playing with, I don't know, maybe 500 people at most per server. Um, probably not even that many. But it's very heavily PvP focused, very heavily user crafting focused as well. The entire economy is user ran with various like market stalls you put your stuff up in and different towns. And then you have to run back across to the different towns and settlements to collect all your money. So really you just kind of pull up in one town. Um, there is a faction war, um, three different factions you join. Your guilds are called companies and they're they're unique to the factions that you are part of. Um, Companies fight over control of settlements with each other in what's called wars. I have my first war tomorrow. I joined the illustrious company called Weebs. Hmm. Turns out we're the best one on our server. So whatever. <laughs> I have a war tomorrow. <laughs> I will report from the front lines. Um, combat, and you'll be streaming uh, it, I assume. I will be streaming the war, yes. Uh, I doubt anyone will be stream sniping me. <laughs> uh but yeah, so the combat, I would kind of maybe... The game itself, I would say, is maybe a mix between the open-world survival-y game Outward and Remnant from the Ashes combat. Not quite Dark Souls hardcore, but you have a few skills here or there that you can use. Various range weaponry, bows, uh, long muskets. Um, you have a few melee weapons to choose from right now in this current slice of the game. Uh, they did not reset the servers from the alpha to this. They did implement random changes that people had to figure out on the fly. Uh, no the patch notes or anything? No. Huh. Not from the alpha to this, at least for the people who I've at least talked to. Um, the veterans, you would call them, mm -hmm. of the new world. Um, but there's a huge PvE aspect to it as well, if that's more of your thing. You don't have to participate in the PvP if that's not your thing. You can just go off and craft and... Uh, craft your your heart away um really honestly uh i 
decided I wanted to play it because if a company raises your taxes too high on your settlement, you can revolt. <laughs> so, nice. Ooh. Just um, so uh, we have the lowest tax rate currently, the weebs do, so I'm happy with it. Nice. <laughs> Uh, that's just something the company does. This is the tax rates, and that that applies to like purchasing stuff, selling stuff in the market, and crafting. So all, everything you do is taxed in some way or the other. So um, um, it's really it's really fun. Um, I've it's really unique. I've enjoyed almost all the time I spent playing it. Um, one funny thing is I drowned while checking my inventory, and I didn't know that could happen. So. Hmm. Because when you check your inventory, your guy crouches down and goes through a backpack. You're immobile. Um, I was doing this in a river. I didn't right. realize I was in water. And 20 <laughs> seconds later, that has been my only death so far. I've come close many times, but I've drowned myself on accident. <laughs> That's awesome. Confused. It's on a previous stream of me just asking what the fuck happened. <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, if, if you're looking for a, a neat unique MMO to play, I would recommend going sign up for the beta. Um, that's still... It's free. Hmm. Um, you watch a few videos on it, see if it's your thing. Everyone I've talked to, I've, I think I've kind of sold them on it. They're trying it. I've gotten a couple friends to, to pre-order it to play with now as well, so... Nice. Early... Well... Early... Thoughts on it are it will probably be good. Um, it seems to be like what a lot of people are holding over for a different MMO called Ashes of Creation, but that's probably like apparently like four or five years out, kind of a similar thing. But this game will have it advanced a lot more by then because the playable world is different than the full world. Like you get to the edge of some like playable area and then you can see other like completely formed land masses that are modeled out that they're probably just going to like unlock via time. Like as time passes, they'll unlock new content here or there. Mm-hmm. And that's something similar that like Black Desert Online did. Yeah. So. So we talked a little bit earlier about Arianet games, and so coming back around to that, we have updates on Guild Wars 2, which is apparently coming to Steam and adding a new expansion. Yeah, so they're getting their first new expansion in a while. Where is my article? Um, a couple things. This is the first time the game will be available outside of the uh, ArenaNet launcher. Um, both the Steam, cl- both players via Steam and ArenaNet lo- launcher will be able to play. However, your accounts will not transfer back and forth. Um, so I might try picking it up again on Steam just because ArenaNet will not help me recover my old account. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they uh, it's coming with the entire, all all the content, all eight years is coming to Steam in November. Um, the main expansions, uh, Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire, will be available for purchase as well. And this is coming along with, like you said, their new expansion they're about to release for the game. Nice. Just giving people who might be more familiar with one platform access to their game which in turn gives the devs and publishers more money, which isn't a bad thing. I'm, yeah. I really enjoy games that are not locked to one specific platform and or service. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So it looks like uh, one of the last things that we're going to be talking about on here is going to be Black Ops Cold War, our 2020 Call of Duty game. Yep, the title was leaked a while ago, so... Yeah, we all, we, yeah, we, we all I think, knew about uh, the Cold War title, uh, but we actually have a full-on trailer now. Yeah, and um, it's not a complete series reboot like initially thought it it's mm -hmm. just taking place after the original black ops so it's not even like getting rid of black ops 2 3 or 4 those can technically still it's, be canon it's just kind of inserting uh a sequel it, it's a uh, kind of like pulling black the devil may cry it's kind of just like here's a random sequel to one of the sequels and we'll inject it here yeah if you've ever played a metal gear Solid, you know how these yeah. sequels work. <laughs> <laughs> they're just randomly placed out wherever there's a spot yeah but yeah it's heavily cold war based so it looks like it's going to span across a few years the tail end of vietnam um so yeah up through the missile crisis as well hmm. they have a very nice rendered version of ronald reagan <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta say that that looked pretty good now did anybody else notice the other character i asked in the chat earlier uh if that was robert redford in that footage Robert Bradford? Who the fuck is Robert Bradford? Redford, sir. I didn't say Bradford. Actor. the Mexican. Isn't he's the that dude on? <laughs> he's the dude. Um, he played on The Office for a little while, didn't he? Butch Cassidy and the comeback. Oh my! The Sundance Kid. Jesus Christ! No, I don't think that's Roger Robert Redford. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Um, Maybe it's uh, just a generic Hollywood actor. I don't know. Could be. It looks so much like him, especially since the most recent oh, no, I movie I saw him was, was uh, uh, what was it, Captain America Civil War or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. I, I've never been a huge fan of any um, pre-modern Call of Duty games, so we'll, we'll see. I've never been historically. I actually have never been a huge Black Ops fan either. I really loved the last one, but it was that was an exception. Um, so I'm gonna hold on to that and hope they, you know, do well. But like I said, I've, I'm just not into the the pre-modern games very much. I, I enjoy even the they, not necessarily they have to be futuristic. I even love the modern ones to this day. Modern Warfare is one of my favorite series uh, as far as Call of Duty goes. But it, the the ones like like World War Two is a huge miss for me. Um, and anything like that. Oh, World War Two. You would you want to consider Bro. the tail end of the Vietnam War modern? It is literally when the shift between styles of warfare well, being fought into a modern war. That's why I'm like on the fence because I'm like that's it's. I mean, I mean, like date wise, it's a little bit pre-modern, but only barely. So I think I don't know. I, I I'm going to buy it still. I'm not saying, uh, but I'm skeptical. I I have hope though because, like I said, I I understand that it's only barely pre-modern, and that it's talking about the Cold War. So taking into the account of you know the Cold War hysteria, there'll probably still be some at least modern to futuristic stuff just based on cold war scares and and what they do in video games you know what i mean and i really liked the last black ops so i do have hopes for it um but i i'm waiting to see that's fair um the thing is though i mean you go pre-order it you get early access to the open beta on playstation 4 only god damn it 
I don't know. Um, that... Also, also, if you pre-order um, specifically a digital copy, you get the wood. You get the uh, Frank Woods Operator skin for Modern Warfare and mm. Warzone uh, and I, a weapon. I did that so, with the last Black Ops. I pre-ordered digital, and I swore I'd never do it again. The only reason I did it was because I'm like, oh, cool, I can have it pre-installed and ready to go right when it drops. And thanks to nope. my fucked off internet, dude, I, nope. I, I would have played it sooner had I bought the physical copy. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Traditionally, that was the first time I'd ever bought one on launch uh, also because traditionally I buy it on Black Friday because it's usually about $20 off even though it was just launched. Um, That's racist. <laughs> but so we'll see i'm sure it'll, i'm sure it'll be cheaper once we get into i know they're not doing really black friday this year they're doing the online stuff but i still assume it'll be a little bit cheaper around that time no, so they're not doing this the thing is like a lot of companies aren't doing the special thursday thing anymore where they start at like 7 p.m they're still yeah. doing friday stuff just not also on thursday also on yeah. thanksgiving there's a lot of people that are there's a lot of places saying they're doing online stuff similar to what Amazon Prime Day does too just because of the pandemic and not wanting to crowd their stores um but I I don't know at the same time that's right around when PS5 is launching so what I think I'm probably going to end up doing is I'm probably not going to get it for PS4 I'm probably going to buy it as one of my cuz I'm pre-ordering I'm going to get PS5 on hopefully on pre-order and on launch so that's probably going to be one of the uh launch titles that i buy with my ps5 is uh the the latest call of duty well the gameplay footage was taken from a playstation 5 um it, it stated at the beginning of the trailer mm -hmm. um, the launch is november 13th that was revealed um as i stated earlier um from that uh analyst for the entire, you know, for for gaming. Um, God damn it, what was his name? I can't, oh my God, I'm so lost anymore. But he also said November 13th was the PlayStation, was the PS5 launch date. So that kind of yeah. lines up there. So you might have a Call of Duty to play right away. <laughs> yeah, and I figure, because I, you know, I need to have at least a handful, at least, you know, two or three games that I can play on launch when I get the PS5, and so I definitely, you know, I'd like to make one of those the newest Call of Duty, hopefully, fingers crossed, I know I'm wrong, but wish upon a star that hopefully they'll surprise us and there'll be um, some sort of... Final Fantasy title, at least around the launch. I think I've been holding hope that they're just surprising us with something, but I know I'm, I'm just... I doubt it. I know. <laughs> Let me have this. Um, but so, I, I, um, but so yeah, that's probably what I'll do, is I'll get a copy of, of uh, Cold War with uh, my PS5. Um, also, uh, at the end of the trailer, they show a brief clip of what's probably multiplayer. Um, I don't know if it's like Ground War or it's a new mode. Or if uh, if it's like a new Warzone map, they show some multiplayer gameplay, and uh, they do have their full multiplayer reveal on September 9th, which is probably in line with what they do every year with their uh, Call of Duty Worlds, whatever they call them. Yeah. So, oh, I'm eager to look forward to that. Oh, what? also on your also one thing that was just announced today is that older copies of the game will not have a free upgrade to newer consoles so oh i would yeah for for cold war for cold war yes lame okay that sucks definitely not getting it on ps4 then 
Hmm. Yeah, no why bother? If you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a PS5 when the game launches, yeah, uh... then no fucking way. <laughs> Especially because it'll be the same price. So my uh my PC one copy will work with my PC two copy. Thank goodness, though. So or well, I don't know. Maybe I will still get a PS4 copy because then Dirt Wizard will have one that she can play on the PS4 and I can play on the PS5 at the same time. But uh, um, I don't know if there'll be crossplay between the generations, though. Oh, that would be so um, that fucking lame. Really that, fucking dumb. Seriously. That will probably be. I, I don't see why there wouldn't be. I'm sure that stuff will be covered come September 9th. So. Um. One thing I did think of, though, is I know it's huge to try and think, oh, they'll announce really quick, really soon Final Fantasy 16. It'll be a launch title on PS5. I know that's probably not realistic, but we have still been awaiting the announcement of um, the next expansion for Final Fantasy 14, which traditionally is around the end of summer uh, in the off year, which is around now. Um and that's another thing that Final Fantasy XIV does is when the new generation comes out, they jump with that. Because if you recall, when, when I originally started playing, I played on PS3. And then PS4 came out, and they made it available on both of them with cross-play between both of them. And eventually, the PS3 version got phased out. They even offered free upgrades from the pre if you had a PS3 key to a PS4 version. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that they'll announce the next expansion soon, and when they do that, they will also announce that Final Fantasy XIV core version through Shadowbringers will be available on PlayStation 5 as well when it launches, in which case yeah. I'll probably get it on there and have it... Uh, I, that that would be... that I'd, I think I would like that, is, uh, being able to run it on there, so... Probably. That's another one I'll probably pick up on launch if, if it comes out with it. Uh, speaking of the Call of Duty trailer, though, it seems like it was replaced worldwide over China. Tenement Square footage. I wonder why that would be. One whole second of footage made them re-release the entire trailer. So obviously, this trailer was cut and put together by Treyarch themselves. Activision probably said, "Sure, go ahead, do what you want," not realizing what you know Treyarch did was make a trailer. Specifically, the tagline for the entire trailer was "Know Your History," which makes it, <laughs> oh my god! And then you cut out history. Excellent. Tencent and the CCP have their grubby little fucking bullshit hands on everything. See, Nothing is sacred anymore. Who did that? Was that Treyarch? This uh, Black Ops. Yeah. Or, yeah, Black Ops. Do I mean they're the ones responsible for the uh, the ad? For the trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that no, that's that's fucking awesome. That's <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, so it was edited on a worldwide level. The original one pulled off. Um, the new one uploaded with one second less of footage. <laughs> <laughs> so you are not allowed to know your history if it upsets Papa China. Wow, Jesus Christ! Now the question is, are they going to take it out of the game? You don't want to upset Winnie's in Pooh Bear. That's, mm -hmm. The question is, are they going to take it out of the game? Um, I don't know if there's anything pertaining to Tenement Square in the game itself. so hmm. We'll see. But if it's just a cinematic beginning, it's just a video playback that they can edit, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Alright, so it looks like that's everything for this week. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming and check uh, out our Jack personal pages my, as yeah. well. 
Yeah, you got Fat Gamer Draft, Sasquatch Senpai, and Thor Bloodchild. Someone going all edgy over here. <laughs> um, I think I'm the only one who consistently streams. I know Jeff makes content for YouTube. I've also been trying to stream on YouTube a bit more. Um, so I might yeah. just eventually move over there. Thor, I know you attempt to stream, but I know you upload stuff a lot more. Yeah, and my main thing is Facebook. I think really right now, uh, I know your main focus is Twitch, and then Jaff's is YouTube, and mine is Facebook. So we kind of cover everything. I, I I wish I could stream more. It's just my internet's so poor. So the only streaming I can do is directly from my PS4, and even then, it's only really old shitty games. So right now, I'm doing right. a stream series of Final Fantasy VIII. The our the finale of that Let's Play is actually this Friday, what will be tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast upon uh, release. So check out that if you're uh, interested. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be longer than usual, so we'll have kind of a party going for the finale on that Let's Play. But yeah, make yeah. sure you check out all of our different uh, properties. I, uh, I post a lot of anime-themed memes that are inappropriate for children. <laughs> yes, not safe for work page. The, the, the Sasquatch Senpai page, not safe for work. I have to look through my old uh, footage because it's been so difficult to you know, make new recordings and whatnot because I have my kids at home. Mm. Um, but we'll see. I'll, I'll have to like squeeze in an hour or two at night and start recording again and get back on that horse yeah <laughs> all right thanks so much everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next week later adios